0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Inner Miami podcast. It is me, Jay Kington. I wanted to swing in here real quick, drop off some special bonus content, a little care package, if you will, on game day. Uh, We are just hours away from our rematch against NYCFC. Uh, But before we get into that game, um, we wanted to just drop an overall season preview for the remaining nine games that they announced for us. So we're going to run through each of these, what we're expecting from each game stuff to keep an eye on and then uh, shortly after the game tonight uh, Alex and myself will be back on the mics doing our regularly scheduled programming covering uh, the game our thoughts and we also have a, a pretty fun episode planned out um, not just remind me stuff but but generally uh, other things going on in the MLS uh, but without uh, going into too much detail on that let's just go ahead and get into it uh, again this will be a season preview of the remaining nine games on our schedule uh, with some Someone from the inner Miami community who is very in tune with the team. And we think you guys will enjoy this. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Welcome, everybody. We are lucky to have Austin Robilar join us from the Five Reasons Sports uh, Network slash uh, conglomerate of different sports podcasts, sports media down here in South Florida. Austin, how are you doing today, man?
1: I am good, Jay. How are you?
0: Cannot complain. Cannot complain. We are, what, now one day away uh, from our next game. So, you know, always get excited around game time, man. Just uh, patiently waiting.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited for this game. We get a little bit of a, a revenge chance here after losing 1-0 to New York City. So, And we'll be at home. That That's another thing. I love playing here at Lockhart, so should be fun.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, we uh, wanted to bring you on here to do a run-through of the remaining games on the schedule and just get overall thoughts and our expectations for that but you know there were a couple of topics we were discussing off mic that uh you know we're going to uncover first because i understand you had a very busy day yesterday doing many things inter miami related and one of those things was going to the press conference and getting some uh firsthand details so i just wanted to you know discuss obviously the the most you know i guess the biggest news as of recent has been the fact that you know iguai did get a start so i'm just kind of curious now after seeing that first game obviously you know PK seemed to be a thing that upset a lot of fans, but you know it's his first game. He's very anxious to score. You know, what was your overall thoughts as far as like the impact of Higuain in our attack? Uh, you know, the team as a whole, and just general thoughts of his first game.
1: Um, per- personally, obviously, you know you-, you want the guy to score as a number nine who's making seven million dollars a year. But when you look at when you break down the game and you actually just try to focus on what Higuain did. He created and helped create, whether it be on the ball or off the ball, so many chances for us um, that eventually, with a guy like him in the attack, it's gonna go a, a ball's gonna go in at some point, and you don't doubt that. Um, but his overall performance was actually really good to me, um, especially in the first half. He he was creating chances for himself. He actually he, like completely turned a defender around on the top of the box, got a shot, went off target that bicycle kick that he almost scored that hit off the post. I mean, he was doing a lot of work off and on the ball that, that we haven't really gotten from a striker just yet. Um, and eventually that's going to, that's going to turn, turn into goals. And, you know, I, for the, for the whole thing about it to me, for me is about execution. Um, and I, just because of 90 minutes, I don't think that, um, it's a fail already. I think that Higuain will be able to execute. He's a world-class player, or he was. He's only 32-33, so it's not even that far off from his, from his what his actual prime was. Um, but for me, eventually he's going to score. His performance was really decent other than the penalty miss. Um, and obviously there were nerves. It was rainy out in Philadelphia, away game for the first time. Didn't have that much training. Um, and it's not like a midfielder like Matuidi who can train for a couple of days and make an impact just because He knows what he has to do in the midfield as an attacker. You're especially as a number nine, your whole performance is based off your goal scoring um, when you look at outside perspective. So it's it's tough in that regard. But he obviously helped the attack. It it looked a lot better. There was I think when I looked at the stats, it was the most chances we've had created about 15. Um, So that that for me is enough.
0: Yeah, it's quite a bit. I mean, obviously, I think you know the the shots have been increasing each game. It's still a little bit frustrating because we're just not really being able to get them past the uh, the keeper to to you know get a win. But you know, I agree completely with you. Um, the thing we've been lacking and what's kind of been frustrating to me a little bit as far as the uh, you know attack for you know this year has been that no one really seems that confident in their ability to score goal outside of a of Pizarro now you know we saw Morgan kind of step out of his shell a little bit but everyone seems to kind of be just looking for another pass when they're either outside the box or close to, you know in, in inside the box uh so just to see that level of confidence and he can create space in the box on his own i mean if a man's right up on him he'll find a way to create space turn and He's good with both his left uh, and his right, which will be spectacular. And you know, they say the first goal is the hardest to get, so you could tell that he really wanted to score. I mean, that bicycle would have been an amazing first goal for him to have. But even on that PK, I mean, he was trying to rocket it, so you know, there's no chance the keeper could stop it, and unfortunately went over. But you know, I think we only have bright things coming from from Gonzalo. You know, everyone seems to like to poke fun at his weight or being older, but you know, I agree with you. He's, he's really not far out of his prime. And even players that are, you know, well out of their prime can still come and have a significant impact in the MLS. What were some of the things that, uh, you know, you took away from actually attending that, uh, but it was a virtual press conference, yeah. but, you know, well, what were some of the things that were, uh, you know, really struck you?
1: Um, well, the first thing was the couple, there was a couple of questions that came out of the Miami Herald and the Sun Sentinel, both Michelle Coffin and Kobe Price. And they said, they basically asked him, "What drew your attention to MLS, and and why why are you here?" And he kind of responded with, "You know, my brother being here obviously helps, and it helps me follow follow the league. You know, it's something that I can be interested in because my brother plays here. Um, but the one thing that stuck out, and he did have high praise for the league. He said it's a good league, it's a building. And then he had high praise for Inter Miami as well, saying this is a really good project, and I can see us, you know, progressing and and being." Um, successful in the future Uh, but he said I've seen other strikers come here and prosper and they score goals and they love it here Uh, most recently we can we can talk about Zlatan when he came to LA Galaxy and that was something who for a guy who was 35 36 years old coming to MLS and scoring 30 goals and coming second in the MVP race, that's got to be really enticing for a guy like Higuain who's trying to make the same impact. So that was definitely the number one thing I took away from Higuain saying other strikers have come here here and scored goals. And that's exactly what I wanted to mimic.
0: Yeah. I mean, so there are different types of players everyone kind of looks at that Zlatan as like the prototype, but Zlatan's a, he's a new, he's a very unique player. He can manipulate any situation and find a way to score a goal. I mean, his first goal, like, (laughs) <laughs> for midfield basically yeah. Yeah. like off off a of bounce um you know, Gonzalo is a slightly different type of player. He, I think he, he's he's better suited in a, in a system. Um, and one of the things that, that we discussed was it basically, we'll, I think, we'll go one of two ways. Like, either the team's going to have to adjust to Iguain and, you know, adjust their system to make him the, the feature and really, you know, allow a lot of great service into him to be able to score goals, or he's going to have to adjust his play um, into something he's maybe not super comfortable with or too familiar with, but in the same breath like it's the MLS so you know it's not it's not uh Syria, you know it's not uh, la liga so if you're going to make those adjustments and try and alter your playing style this is the perfect league to to do that so uh, you know, given time, I, I really am expecting big things. I I I do think he could, you know, have a 20 goal season for us next year once he gets comfortable. Uh, you know, importantly, you said like Matweedy had time to train. Gonzalo was basically just kind of thrust it out there. He only had a couple training sessions um and just you know get after. But you know, it was great. And I think big things in the future from uh you know from Gonzalo. Now the next kind of topic here that um is something that is concerning. Uh, but understandable. And I mean, honestly, I got, you know, I'm happy for him, but Pizarro looks like there's a very high chance he's called up to, uh, to work with El tree on a couple games over in Europe. So going out on national duty. Now this could seriously impact, um, initially I thought it was going to be, you know, just a couple of games, but, um, you know, we were discussing this, this looks like this could be a much bigger, uh, impact than, you know, just a couple games and in many more games outside of that. So, you know, how do you see this thing playing out?
1: Oh um you know it's tough to to speculate now especially because Alonso was only asked specifically about this in the press conference um and he he kind of commented on it and there were a couple things I I took away from his comments and the first one was FIFA and MLS are still discussing rules for these national call-ups and they don't there there've been Uh, i mean articles from the new york times saying one thing and other people saying another thing it's really weird we don't know for sure i don't know for sure anyway as much research as i've done on it i don't know for sure if a a, a club like let's say inter miami would be able to have like the right of refusal basically to say no we're going to keep pizarro um pizarro is really like standoffish about it and he says i'm gonna do whatever the club and the national team decide to do and whatever the league decides to say i'm just going to follow that um of course he cares about both massively and playing for your national team is a really big deal and you would never want to take that away from a player but in a time like right now for an expansion team our main player needs to (laughs) needs to be playing for us especially at this final stretch but um alonso said he also talked to the mexican national team manager and he said that he personally thinks that them two have a really good relationship, and they've been talking, and they've both been trying to be as transparent as possible with each other, which is a good thing. You don't want to see any relationships, you know, falling through. Um, and, and supposedly it's been going okay, but both both sides are really reluctant to give up the player. The Alonso doesn't want to give him up. He's been very adamant about that, and obviously the national team really wants Pizarro to come. Play with them. Uh, the both games are October seventh against the Netherlands and the thirteenth against Algeria, and that will put Pizarro out all the way until about at least the twenty third of the month. And in that time frame, there's about five games, and then the Orlando games on the twenty fourth. So it's it, it puts a lot of of the rest of the season in jeopardy for Pizarro's availability, which is not good. Um, I guess we just have to wait and see, um, because there's not much anybody can say right now, other than we hope to keep him, or we, the Mexican national team, hopes to gain him, and we have to wait for the FIFA ruling. We have to wait for a, a final decision from MLS, FIFA, and I guess Alonso to say I want to keep him with my team, um, because Pizarro, like I said, he's not going to have any say in this. He just wants to, he just wants to lay back and do whatever he is told to do. Um, and he's good going either way. So,
0: yeah, just another tough situation. And our Miami fans are going to have to kind of wade through uh, for this season, man. I mean, so what do you think? Worst case, six games?
1: Yeah, I think six games. I have the list here, and it's not a good six games that we want to miss. It, it's, it, uh, man, it would be Red Bulls on the seventh, Dynamo on the tenth. Atlanta on the 14th, Montreal on the 17th, and Orlando on the 24th. I think he'll be playing tomorrow, so I, I don't want to talk about the NYCFC game about him missing that because he was training as of today when Inter Miami posted on Instagram and he looked happy. He was actually the first picture they posted, so that was good. And I think that that was kind of a, a, a just a sign for us. Um, but that, that's five games Red Bulls, Dynamo, Atlanta, Montreal, and Orlando. Um, and those are all very winnable games in my eyes as well. Uh, so having Pizarro to gain three points as many times as possible is really vital, especially if we're trying to make a playoff spot or at least one of the play in games between 10 and seven. So it would really suck. It would really suck.
0: And I mean, if so, let's just think worst case, We you know, that that situation occurs and he is gone for, you know, those six games. Who do you see being able to step in and and fill his shoes? I mean, is this something that, you know, you think Chapman could just come in there and be able to give slightly similar results? Or, I mean, Uh, that's the kind of big question Um, to me is who's the next go-to guy. I mean, they're not going to be a go-to guy. They're not going to be, you know, a Pizarro, but who can we at least kind of bandage in that spot for now until we get
1: him back? One thing that I've seen from Alonso that I did not expect at the beginning of the season was playing Pellegrini in a attacking mid role in the, in the middle of the field. Um, You know, when he came in, it was, he's a left mid, he's a left wing guy. And he, he was always going to fill in that spot until we found out that he really wasn't as good as we, we thought he was going to be. I mean, he's 19. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut him some slack here. He's 19 years old and, or maybe 20. Um, but it's still a young
0: BP spot. So there's a lot of eyes on it and they're expecting right. results.
1: Right. And luckily, I mean, there's been talks about how they might change the DP rules to allow three young DPs and three regular DPs, which would be great in this situation. (laughs) Great timing for inter Miami. But anyway, Pellegrini had played a couple of games, even with Pizarro in the lineup centrally. And I did not expect that at all. Um, So he, for me is probably the, not the go-to guy, but he's the one I'd rather see in there over anybody else because I personally, not a fan of Jay Chapman. Um, I don't, I haven't seen him provide much when he gets subbed on. Um, We don't have someone like Lee Wynn to fill in those shoes anymore. I had to get rid of him in order to bring in Higuain. So it's tough, but I think Pellegrini would be the guy for me. And if you can think of somebody else, I'm definitely open to hearing it because I I really have no idea. It'd be, it'd be tough.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't know you know, I, I, want to see better things from Pellegrini as well. Um, do we slot him in, you know, into more of a central mid position? Um, you know, Jay Chapman's been coming off the bench for us really. Um, you know, he started a couple of games, but as far as being, you know, a great creator, I, I don't think it is. Um, I think we'll probably see some combination honestly, of either putting Agudelo or, or Breck on the, uh, you know that the left winger position and then rotating pellegrini and or, or Chapman. that'd be my guess i mean right now hey can kind of, do we regret you know trading away lee Win? you know that would have been that would have been a big help right now guys but this is kind of something you you don't foresee unfortunately the mls is not on you know the same schedule as most of the other uh, major leagues around the world which do kind of follow that that fifa schedule to allow for the international breaks but. It will be—I um, don't know about exciting—but it's going to be interesting, certainly, to uh, <laughs> to see how we, we we can replace him.
1: A formation change might be intact as well because Alonzo, he started off as a four-two-three-one guy both in in the March games, and then he switched to a, a three in the back. I guess I think he might have switched mm-hmm. to a three and back in the DC game if I think about it, um, but. That's the thing with Alonzo. He he was always a 4-2-3-1 guy. He wanted the two holding midfielders. He wanted somebody above them to play behind the striker, and he wanted two people out wide. And he, he kind of utilized that a lot recently anyway. He might go back to another three back in order to not have to pick an attacking mid player. Could be a thing. He could use the width, have Morgan and Nealus, and then you have, I guess, Mikey Ambrose and Breck Shea. I, I, I really don't know. Yeah,
0: it's going to be interesting. I've, I've been wanting to see us go back to to three of the back, because it's something that we'll do like in the final, you know, 15 minutes of a game if we're down, which is something that I guess happens more often <laughs> than we'd like. But, um, you know, just to allow for, for more, you know, support in midfield. Um, I think it's something that I'd like to see. Yeah. I mean, he, he seems to be very, um you know, decided on this four, two, three, one, at least from the get-go than making any adjustments in the, in the second half. But, um, I'm right there with you. And, and, you know, we, you and I have discussed different formations and kind of what those lineups would look like in the past. And, you know, it's honestly kind of tough because there's probably, I'd say maybe five or six players, you know, not really including, um, you know, like the, the, the set pieces in the, in the backline, but there's about five people that are, you know, we know we're basically going to start every game. We know what the roles are, how they play. The rest of it's kind of been this ever changing situation, um, you know, of trying different bodies in different positions. And, you know, honestly, I mean, I, I, to some, sometimes I'm even questioning the double pivot, you know, so maybe just something to just bring a breath of fresh air and see if it works. I would not be mad. It just come into the game. Like, Hey, we're going to try something different. You know, this is the formation we're going to see, you know, if it gets better results and if they lose that game, so be it. But, you know, I at least want to see a little bit more of the alternative so we can make the best decision about, you know, where this team needs to, to go moving forward, because there's certainly a lot of, um, expectations that have not been met as far as what we were expecting. Um, you know, it is a first year expansion team. So you have to, you know, kind of keep that in mind, but at the same time, you know, it's a Beckham product and uh, the Miami fans are are not the um, most quiet, I guess would be the best way to say. I mean, they're going to let you know their thoughts right away. And, um, you know, I'd say for the most part, everyone's support is unwavering, but, you know, they will still take their jabs and, and criticize, you know, plenty uh, why they can. So, you know, I get let's just make it through this season um, if we can get into the playoff spot, which I think is very obtainable we're going to be a little harder without Pizarro, but if we can get in there, then, you know, I will take that as a, as a victory for, uh, for season one. And then, you know, coming into the next season with actually having all of our DPs in place and having a, a year under our belt and getting that camaraderie and that chemistry, you know, I think we can definitely be a top team in the East and, uh, you know, make some deep runs here. So it's going to be exciting stuff to see. There were a couple other items you mentioned, um, coming out of that press conference. So it looks like we're dealing with a couple injuries due to training reasons, or maybe just a little bit of, um, residuals from getting banged up in games. As you mentioned, Andre Reyes and Juan Agudelo are going to be out for this uh, next game. Um, what exactly do you know about this situation?
1: Uh, not much. Um, it, it, it was he wasn't you know really keen. Alonso, I should say, wasn't really keen on talking about it. Um, especially, I mean, maybe he was, but I I wouldn't really know. It was in Spanish, so I don't have a translator with me at the press conferences, and they mm-hmm. they they go in between English and Spanish, which obviously makes sense but um the uh franco I, I can't remember his last name he worked with sb soccer Penizo. yeah franco panizo uh he worked with sb soccer he, he he was the one that reported on it in english for us so that was good and that's how i Got found it. out and um so at, they're at least out for this game i it, like i said it was another training injury and we've seen a couple of them this year so far with brec shea who actually is going to come back that was another thing that was reported i didn't mention brec shea will be coming back Good, because
0: I want to see him with 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 Ewine. I think yeah. Breck has a nice bit of creativity. I think he's he's either some people say he's he's just you know overachieving right now, and some people say he's trying to make a you know a, a resurgence at the end of his career. But I really like the you know how he's been playing lately, and I think if we can get him in there, um, you know, creating some chances for Gonzalo, it'll be it'll be good outcome. So, um, you know, obviously there's a, there's a high chance we don't get a, you know, a yellow card in our defense, at least in the first half if Reyes is going to miss the game. <laughs> um, you know, but now, now, now Torres is gone. So, uh, you know, who do you see slotting in, in a spot or is this the perfect chance for maybe, you know, Alonso to, to bend an ear to us and say, Hey, you know, let's just roll with three and, uh, you know, make some changes in midfield.
1: I would hate to see a three. Personally, I, I would not want to see a three at the back right now without Torres being here because I would never advocate for Ben sweat being a center back. That's my opinion. Um, I don't know if you agree. I, I don't.
0: That is a, uh, that is an opinion that many fans agree with. Uh, yeah. we, we, we actually, we, we'd love Ben. We've, we've interviewed him. Um,
1: I think he's a great guy.
0: Yeah, no, his 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 mom and him. I mean, they're they're always active on social with us. So, like, you right. know, he's a good friend, and, and and um, I think that he is honestly better served as a as a as a midfielder for us. You know, I I think that he's been playing a lot better in that that midfield and then pushing up into the attack. Obviously, he's got you know his dirty left foot, so. You know, like take, for instance, that that beautiful assist to uh, to Carranza for his uh, his beautiful header that he, that he made out of it. But even in this, you know, the, the, this past game against Philadelphia, we saw Ben getting in there and, and, and attempting to take shots, right? One was, um, you know, the defender slid in and got a foot to it before he could connect. And then the other one, uh, you know, cut it back with a strong left foot and then, you know, hitting with his weaker foot, trying to, to bend it. Um, Around Blake and he was damn close, but I mean that just kind of highlights the the ability of, of Blake there in that situation because he's able to get some hands to it. But um I think you know I'm kind of with you on this one. I, now the question is what's it gonna look like with 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 Nodomon and if we do decide to push Ben up into the midfield? I mean, who is going to be is it Ambrose? Is is that basically uh, the, I, the best option? Is it is it you know De La Garza? We honestly haven't seen too much from, from De La Garza or Alvis Powell. So
1: it's yeah. it's interesting because I I think that he might just stick with the the normal. I, personally, I think he's going to stick with the normal four at the back at least for this New York City game with Pizarro at at least being in the squad. Uh, you play the rookie at right back. You let you let Neos go, and then you you let Ben Sweat just play his left back role. Have Brexche playing in front of him, um, and you know them to th- those two can cover each other defensively and offensively. So that's a really for me. I really love that pairing on the left side. It does give us. A little bit of hurt defensively there, I think. But when Ben Suet gets forward and you know a guy like Breck Shea is, is there to cover and who has left back experience, for me, it's perfect. Um, and Breck Shea, I want to mention really quickly. You mentioned him coming in is going to really be you know impactful for Higuain. I think it's also going to be impactful for Lewis Morgan because now he has two major targets to get into the box this guy, obviously, all he does is whip balls in perfectly. Every single game, it's nonstop. That's what Lewis Morgan does. He's got mm-hmm. two targets now in Shea and Higuain to, to hopefully get heads on him or or on, whatever it is. Um, I think that's going to help as well. Um, but the defense. Uh, with Roman Torres gone, I don't... I don't want to ne- see Neal's Ambrose play. Good. I like Niels. I, like yeah. I, I was advocating for him in preseason to start over who we thought was going to be the starting right back in Alvis Powell. I thought mm-hmm. that he was this guy was uh the captain on the ncaa championship team georgetown yeah georgetown
0: Yeah, yep yeah. and no, we've, and and all of his brothers are uh or are or have been in the uh the mls as well so i mean he's from a soccer family he's, he's a great guy as well we were lucky enough to interview him super down to earth but he's been playing with a lot of energy um you know and, and it's kind of same thing with rob with these these young guys just full of energy uh and movement so we'll see uh, that'll be something to pay attention to as we get into that but let's uh let's go ahead and get into our remaining schedule so you know just right away Uh, a day away NYCFC the rematch lost 1-0 the last game of the MLS is back tournament NYCFC was struggling uh, to start their season just just as we were but they were able to click and get everything back together Uh, they're now sixth in the east record of six two and six they got some uh, you know some talent on their team Uh, leading goal scorers are Alexander Ring, uh, Tenderholm, and Jesus Medina and kind of Somewhere with that, as far as the Cisco, Homes leading with two, uh, Ebert with uh, with two, and uh, Matrida with two as well. So uh, those are the players that, you know, you're, you're going to want to watch after, but, you know, they're, they're a good team. They have arguably the best um, American keeper, I would say. Uh, I think Sean Johnson should be overtaking Brad Guzon on the, the men's national team. So, you know, tough goalie to score on, but how do you see this one playing
1: out? If you remember the game in the Orlando tournament, it was a really sloppy game. Um, mm-hmm. It was really boring. It was a one nil victory to New York City. And the reason we conceded was because we were pressing high and the defense wasn't ready when a ball came over the top. Um And I think that we have actually improved on that greatly. Um I don't know if Maxi Morales is going to be playing for NYCFC tomorrow. Uh, if he is, that's another, I would say another player to definitely look out for. But um mm-hmm. If, castellano I mean they got some talent yeah they definitely have talent and I think defensively they've actually been really good as well I think they've only conceded like three goals in their last five games um and only one loss in their last five games as well so they, mm-hmm. they they're in a good run of form and I don't think it's gonna be easy I think it helps being at home even without fans um, but it, I think it'll be a tough one I think it it may or may not be one of those grinded out games where I th- where we haven't really been great in and we we don't get those late goals. Uh, I think I think statistically we're one of the worst teams in scoring goals in the last 30 or 15 minutes. It's just it hasn't gone our way in those in those in those minutes and I think it might actually come down to that again in this game. I think it'll be close to possession battle in the midfield. I think it will be something to look out for especially if Will Trapp decides to come decides to get the start. Um he he was kind of impactful when he came on as a sub. Uh, in this Philly game, he was, and he kind of
0: he was starting to orchestrate a lot of that offense, which was which was really nice to see because you know he he would really been sitting back to to a yo yo to you know for a lot of the games, um, and I think Will Trapp was struggling, so to see him come on and, and look good, although you know I think what probably 15 minutes of, of play for uh, for the last game, so be very interesting to see. You know, there's some people making arguments for Tanner Home to be you know one of the uh you know the best back in the league so mm-hmm. uh i i personally don't like that guy he's always complaining i did something about him is just, it's just like very punchable face but um <laughs> i don't condone violence so don't uh don't get rowdy but yeah this will be an interesting one um you know this is also the same game where reyes got his uh his ejection and, and like the dying minutes for just charging right. you know in the, in the box so we need to come out redeem ourselves because you know there there's some tough games on here and we we definitely need a, i'd say probably out of these nine games if we can get at least three wins and you know a few draws in there i think we're going to be able to 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 get into that last playoff spot but obviously we we would like more now you know the following week we're going to uh take my cfc's rival and in, in the red bull so you know staying in uh with the new york teams here uh, they're six, two, and six as well, and they're 7. So they're one spot behind NYCFC. Uh, you know, Royer, the one of their midfielders, playing great. He scored four goals this season. Even their defender, Kyle Duncan, has scored two. Um, so, you know, they're, they're pretty solid. They got Kaku in the midfield. He provides plenty of assists. He's got four on the season, uh, a lot of creation as well. Kyle Duncan, not only two goals, but three assists as a defender. So that's the stuff you love to see from someone coming off your back line to support the attack. And then, of course, uh, Florian Vallott. Uh, with three assists as well. So uh, another tough team. uh, And we saw exactly how tough they were. This was a game I think we might have come in with a little too much confidence, right? Everyone thought this was a very winnable game for us. And then, you know, it's not. They come up, get a goal on us. We bring it back. they, They get another on us. And then what, the last... 15 minutes, they banged two more in to, to beat us 4-1, giving us our worst loss of the season. Uh, this will be a big revenge game, and, you know, I want to see us come out, and albeit, um, you know, we did not have Higuain at that time. So hopefully we'll be able to put away some of these chances because, you know, we, we we aren't scoring. For the amount of shots we're taking, the amount of shots on target, we're not converting any of them.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not great. Um, and, you know, that's a big thing about Higuain, like we talked about earlier in the show, he's going to be there to helpfully execute those chances and i when this look at the stat line for this this Inter Miami New York Red Bulls game and i told you it was 4-1 going the other way you would be very surprised um yeah. it was 65 to 35 in possession. Miami had Miami had control and then we also had 401 accurate passes which i think is one of our highest on the year and they had 165 that's pretty massive their their passing was not even good we controlled the tempo to a certain degree until the dying minutes of the game where we just went all out what sucked in that game particularly was they go up early you know we have to we have to battle we have to grind in the first half you score about five six minutes before halftime and you're feeling you're feeling good and then four minutes out of the break it's it's two one you concede early on. And what what does that do mentally for a team? What does that do tactically? I mean, everything that Alonzo probably talked about in that halftime speech is gone out the window because it's not a tie game anymore. And you're you're on your back feet. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 tough and we have to avoid those situations. We have to avoid giving up goals early. I think that's another thing, too. There's like the Atlanta game that ended two one and all the goals were in the first like 20 minutes or something crazy. Um, there, there's just so many times where we are conceding earlier out of breaks um, out of substitutions which is another thing too we've got to get ready and set as soon as we can um, and play 100 percent for a full 90 minutes and not get lax days at any moment because that's that's when we've been conceding the most in my eyes um, those two goals at the end of the game to make it 4-1 were i mean at that point it was dying nothing was going our way and the game was just out of reach once i scored the first one and then the defense just got lazy and it was just daggers it yeah, was daggers I mean,
0: uh, our, our possession was so bad starting the season and we we finally seemed to have kind of corrected that almost because even though this last game against philadelphia our possession was 59% you know we had many more shots so these you, you know you're right these stat lines just if you were going to blindly look at the stat line without the score you would think obviously you know inter Miami's winning this game but it's not and the other frustrating thing that we keep noticing is that we concede goals within five minutes of almost every goal that we've scored Mm. you know we were like literally high-fiving that we didn't concede a goal right after the uh new york red bulls game that they they were able to take it all the way to into into halftime so it's just i don't know what the deal is but it's just lack of discipline you know i don't know if they're just ease up a little bit and 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 go a little laissez-faire the next thing you know someone's either getting behind them or balls going over top of them and right when we get ahead, we're, we're tied up in a few minutes, you know, then we got to keep battling. And then of course, at the end of the games, like you mentioned, we're struggling to score, you know, it, it's God forbid, we're in, you know, playoff situation and there's, you know, 10, 15 minutes left and we've got to score to equalize or score to win. Cause we haven't shown any of that ability.
1: No. And again, that's what Higuain's here to do. And that's what we're paying him $7 million to do. So you want to see that. Um, it's just, it's a matter of execution at this point, And I, one thing I, I've been kind of strong about, up to a certain point in this year, I was saying, okay, yes, when after the Orlando tournament, I said yes, we're 0-5. But if you can straight with a straight face tell me that Diego Alonso had been tactically outclassed in any of these games, I think you'd be wrong. And it was just a matter of of not being able to to take the chances. And I think that his game plan going into a lot of these going into a lot of these games, I I don't agree with how he substitutes some players sometimes and changes these tactics you know, 75 minutes through a game or 60 minutes through a game. That's kind of concerns me about Alonzo, but when he comes out, he, he's got the right idea. I really think he does. And we started off this year on such a a bad, it, it was, it was tough to watch. Oh, and five. And you're like, Oh my God, we're the worst expansion team ever. But it was just a matter of individual mistakes. And I think Will Trapp said it best. If we don't make these individual mistakes, we play better as a team. There's no way we're 0-5. There's no way a couple wins don't come out of this. Not to mention, it was really hard to start the year. Two games on the road, one to the Supporters' Shield winners. But mm-hmm. it, was, it was a tough start to the season, and... I don't think we really deserved it. I don't think that we deserve to be 0-5. We at least deserve points out of the D.C. and L.A. games in my eyes. I was there at both, and I, what I saw, I, I was so hyped about this team. It was so promising, and I still think it is. I think there's so much individual talent. It's just a matter of coming together. Like, its I don't know your thoughts on this, but when you bring in a, a manager after you start building a team, um, especially for an expansion team, it's definitely tough because it's not the mindset you were thinking of. I think that they were trying to get Marcelo Gallardo from River Plate. That was their guy yeah. in mind. And then they end up with Alonso, who personally I love. I think Alonso is a great manager uh, and he's very passionate about what he does. And that's really important. He loves to win and he is a proven winner. But when you start to build a team thinking about one thing and you got another, it's tough. And these guys didn't train that much together. They only got to start training in January to, to play in March um nobody knew each other that well other than some of the mls vets and they hadn't even played together and you go in and you only lose one nil to lafc i think that wasn't that bad and then two one against well,
0: all of our t- all of our first five games is one goal losses
1: right right yeah. so it's it not was, like we
0: were getting blown out
1: no and, I, and that's what i'm saying D- like Alonso had the right mindset and right tactics to go into these games and he learned enough about the players in order to, to put up a fight against Teams like Philadelphia, New York City, and and, and L A., which is crazy, um, and you wouldn't really have expected all these teams to be one. When your goal differential is minus five and you in five games and you lose all of them, something went wrong on the execution end, or it was individual mistakes, and that's all that has come down to. Now it's kind of just a matter of execution, I think. Uh, because now we're really controlling games, as you said in the stats. We're really controlling games. We're, we're making better passes. The team is coming together more than it was before. Um, I just hope that we can be consistent and finally find some execution on the on the attacking end.
0: Yeah, I mean we're running into crunch time, right? We we only have nine games left. We got to get some some points out of this if we're going to make playoffs in our first year. Which again, I think would be a victory for us. Now the next game, uh, you know, I think this is honestly. I don't want to jinx us, but this is a winnable game. You know, Houston is ninth in the West. They just lost uh, Albert Ellis. Um, he is going over to Europe. He, you know, he scored four goals for him. He's, uh, you know, pretty pretty solid four that they have. You know, the other player of, of note here is Darwin Quintero. He's a midfielder. He's got five goals and seven assists. So he's kind of, you know, running that offense through himself, but you know, again, they haven't been playing that great. They, I think, they looked really strong at the start of the MLS's back tournament, but I think they've kind of fizzled out a little bit, like uh, almost like a San Jose has. But uh, anything you know noteworthy to you about this Houston Dynamo game? I had no idea Ellis left.
1: Yeah, so that's yeah, no, that
0: just happened about a week ago. I mean, they're three seven and four and. and that's a major player for him, you know. To yeah, lose, that's... So how, how are they going to substitute that? What's post post Ellis life look like?
1: For right. You? Yeah. I mean, he one of the you know most dynamic wingers in the league, I would say. Um, especially in the tournament, Houston was a really good team, and they were like, "Wow, is Houston going to make a Cinderella run? Does Houston have a chance here?" And then they kind of fallen off, like San Jose, who concedes seven goals a game. But, um, it yeah, it's it's, it's a very make, it's a uh, hopefully the is... one thing, the one thing I want about. Houston going into that game is their run of form now is zero wins in the last five games a couple draws I hope Mm -hmm. that that form stays all the way up until when we play them on whatever day it was um, because that would be good for us if we if we can somehow pick up some some points between the two New York games and and start to you know feel better and feel more confident and they're kind of still shaky um, that would be really 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 good for us and that's a good game where you can not expect three points but it's a very gainable three points and i we might have trouble we might not we always have trouble that's just a part of being an expansion team but that that's a game where you want to see three points
0: yeah and i mean they have uh you know drawn uh many games as well so yeah you know i would i would really hope to be able to sneak out three or at least walk away with a draw because i mean honestly we'll take any points you know, at uh, at this at this stage of of the season, but that game is going to be October tenth. So these games are going to start banging out. So we're going to have Saturday uh, with the NYCFC, and then Wednesday is is New York Red Bulls. So um, I know they're trying to condense this season, but it's not like we're having to wait a week between each game. Which you know, there's pluses and minuses to that as far as being able to to prepare and everything. But um, you know, as far as being able to walk out of this game with points, I feel pretty good because. Uh, they, let me, I, I don't think any team has had more draws than they do. Wow. And so and especially considering that, that Ellis is now, uh, going over to Portugal. Uh, I could see some struggles happening here. Cause that, that literally just happened, I think a week ago when he actually departed. So, um, and then following that, our good old friends at Atlanta United, who, um, love, love allowing us to get points on them. Give us our wins Atlanta. Um, that's I don't even want to like throw shade at Atlanta. I, I feel bad for all the Atlanta United fans. They've had uh, a very very tough season. I mean, similar to to us, probably even even worse. Just for the uh, you know losing Martinez, and then you know getting rid of uh, who else did they just get rid of? Was it PT Martinez?
1: It was PT Martinez, and, Bar- yeah, yeah. and now there's talks of Barco leaving as well. So yeah, so God,
0: I'm, I'm sorry to the Atlanta United fans, but you know we still need these points and, and, uh, we're gonna have to take them from you. So, uh, you can get your events next season, but yeah, I mean, there's really, as far as like top scorers here, it's like literally two goals for Jeff, uh, learned and Barco, all two goals. And then, you know, assist wise, nothing special the, the, this attack, this whole team is struggling on, on almost every level here. So I would expect to be able to, to get that W. And then we walk into something which I'm really interested in because I'm not super, familiar with the team i haven't watched a ton of montreal games um but that's going to be you know who we're playing next uh the following week after atlanta united that's going to be on october 17th uh do you have anything in particular because again i'm just not too up on the team other than Tyrion Rees, their coach <laughs> um, but you know like kyoto has got six goals uh safir tighter four goals so you know they, they look like a team that can put up goals on you but of course um you know they seem to also be a team that's uh you know could struggle and, and i think a, a win wouldn't be anything insane to ask for
1: no it, it's definitely not it's definitely a, a, a another one of those games where you, you want to try and get the three points uh one player one key player is obviously victor Wanyama for them who you know had this time mm, oh starters. yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but recently they <laughs> i they've been in a bad run of form they had a really tough Um, coming out of the the orlando tournament they had to play like toronto like three times and that was tough they ended up winning one of those games um but when they had that vancouver toronto montreal kind of region only playing them Mm -hmm. it was definitely hard on them um and they actually did better than expected but now it's kind of fallen off they've lost their last four they've been conceding a bunch of goals as well which is really good for us um because if you know, people are going to keep on allowing us to get chances. Like I said, a guy like Higuain going to put him in. And I'm going to say that over and over again. I sound like a broken record, but Higuain going to put something in at some point. And you want to play teams that are going to start conceding a lot of goals, or have been conceding a lot of goals. And if they can keep that consistent for us until we play them, that would be perfect. Um, but I don't think they're that much to worry about. It's not like playing the Toronto like later on in the year, or uh, I mean, even even New York city, it's not even that bad of a game. I, I'm a little more worried about New York city FC than, than Montreal.
0: I don't think that's a fair assessment actually. Um, now moving forward, uh, one we do, so we will have a week break here, but now we're going to play our good old buddies who like to make up lies about us beating up mascots and then <laughs> having their security still our, flags and then saying that they stole them from us. So uh, we got our revenge game, took them down three, two. They got a revenge, revenge game back on that. Uh, we were actually up there in Orlando for that game. Uh, and now we're going to have the revenge to their revenge to our revenge game. So this one will be exciting. You know, I, I really do think that we can continue to play this team. Well, I think this rivalry is blossoming. I think it can go either way. Honestly, you know, there is an argument for Chris Mueller to, being that MVP race you know, yeah. he's got seven goals uh Benzi Michelle who, who's been coming you know in as a sub a lot as well as four goals and of course they have Nani himself but um they really have stepped up you know they've been struggling since when they when did they first come in like 2012 2013 I think it was 13 um, or 14 yeah yeah and it was like five years like no playoffs right and, and and now they finally have a team so of course they're all they're all hyped up but uh this isn't you know They can't ride us off, right? They've lost us before and we did not have Gonzalez. Now we're coming in with reinforcements, all three DPs. And, uh, obviously again, that rivalry is growing. So we want to, to get a W out of here and make them our little brothers yet again.
1: Yeah, this is not a game where I'm going to give you any analysis because it is a rivalry game. It's like giving analysis for Miami FSU games, or it's like giving analysis for Patriots well, Dolphins. FS2, games. Well, yeah,
0: right. maybe in the past, maybe that's in like, the past, not one now,
1: one. because Miami's miles ahead at this point. But that's just me being a Hurricanes fan. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm, it's all right. Alec gave <laughs> me enough shit for being an FSU fan so. so I'm I'm getting used to it. I'm beaten <laughs> out. I'm not up fights anymore. I'm just like, yep, you're right. Oh man, yeah, I I, I do my condolences, my condolences. But yeah, anyway, yeah. I'm not going to give you any analysis on this because it, it's a rivalry game, and it's a game that you want to win really badly for pride's sake, more than than standing sake. And maybe around you know that end of October, it's it's you have to get the three points. And you, you would want to play a team like Orlando in those situations because you have so much going into it and your mindset has to be locked in. And it's just always going to be fun. It's always going to be so fun to watch those games. Um, even though we don't have a yeah, name I mean, for the Derby yet, but.
0: Well, we, we we use Copa del Sol. I mean, it's not like really a cup by any means, but I, I just like the way Copa del Sol sounds. But this this league is, is honestly, it's one of the toughest leagues to be able to give accurate analysis because Anything could happen really any game. I mean, there, You know, you got your handful of teams that, you know, very high probabilities they win. But this is a league where if you're right, you're, you know, you're, you're smart and you're educated and, and you're good at, at analysis. If you're wrong, hey, it's because this league is tough and anything can happen. So it's, it's this interesting situation we, we do live in. Uh, but let's get this W over Orlando. We would love to get it. And then uh, not too long, four days after Orlando, we are going to play Dallas, FC Dallas, which – you know, I get excited about these teams we haven't played before just because I want to get more exposure to the other teams in the league. But this isn't a, a team to sleep on by any means. They're fourth in the West. They're five, five, and three. You know, they, they've, they've got a few goal scorers. Franco Jara with five. Uh, Mascara with four. This team, I've, I've seen them lose to to teams you thought they'd beat. I've seen them beat teams you thought they'd lose to. This one will be a bit tricky for us, and, and, and I do believe that. Now, at the same time, with five games, or now six games, I guess, leading up to this game, or what is that? My math is off. What is that? That'd be Seven games of, of Gonzalo experience there. I would hope that we're in a form to where we know what we're doing and can come out and, uh, and, and surprise uh, this team. But what do you see occurring in this this FC Dallas game?
1: It's going to be tough, and specifically because I think Dallas is going to come in uh, with a good run of form. They, they have a pretty uh, favorable schedule for them right before they play us. Uh, you got teams like Nashville, Minnesota and Houston and Sporting Kansas City before us. So that's that's good. And it's good for them, especially if I was a Dallas fan. I'd be happy to see that after having to play Columbus and L.A. Galaxy in the next two weeks. Um, that's tough. Um, and then you have to think about where Miami's going to be at that point. Um, after playing Orlando, you got to come four days after playing Orlando. Probably going to be one of the toughest games of the season against Orlando, and then four days later you play a midweek game against Dallas, and then you have to think about the game after that. You play Toronto in another four in another four days. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's going to be for me personally. Those three games are going to be our toughest stretch um, going, to going forward. It's yeah, the twenty fourth against Orlando, twenty eighth against Dallas, November first against Toronto. That's that's tough. Um, now, what I'm interested to see here, though, is I love revenge games for players, right? So,
0: or, or a, little, a little reunion game for a player. So, um, I would like to see Victor Uyoya definitely get the start. If we're, for some reason, out uh, Pizarro, I would like to see him, him certainly get pushed up a little bit more into uh, into the attacking midfield to give him an opportunity to get one on his old club. But, yeah, that's going to be a tough game. I and mean, this, this is going to be physically brutal. If we get anyone banged up in either orlando or dallas and we, we're missing them for toronto i mean we're, we're surely probably not going to come out of that game with a w if that's the, the situation again anything can happen in this league but toronto being third they just knocked off columbus who's number one uh you know this is a team that i i honestly i like the way they play uh, i like the players they have on you got pose Pozelo, club Pozelo, i don't know why i'm having problems even saying that Pozelo, uh who you know is also in that mvp race someone that i really like that i think has slept on a lot is derek de Leon. Um, i think he's great coming off the bench and he's been getting more opportunities to start but uh he he can rip him from outside of the box as well so you can't sleep on that they got this io uh, akinola who's one of their younger players mm-hmm. who is just ripping through goals this season he had the hat trick in the uh mls's back tournament and he's kind of just continued to grow uh mosella with with nine assists as well piati Osorio obviously Michael Bradley the offense is the whole team's gonna run he's gonna run everything for him but you know and then they've got an established back line as well they're tough they are really tough and they are specifically tough towards the end of the season because they they do make great runs they get into the playoffs they play really well in the playoffs this will be um I think you know I know you say Orlando would be the hardest team. I would say this would be the hardest game of the season for us I think the biggest test at the end of the season what have we learned this season? You know, how much have we grown as a team? And, and this is going to be our, 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 moment to shine. I think this is where we're really going to be able to say, Hey, this is our, this is our finished product and this is what you can expect for next season, right? All the excuses are out there. We have all of our DPs. Hopefully we have everyone healthy, but that is going to be an absolute battle, uh, battle for us. And if we can get a, a W out of that, then that would give us all the energy and momentum going into the playoffs, assuming that. Getting that win would we'd be in a, a position to to take that last playoff spot.
1: Yeah, Toronto has done really well. They they're very deep, and I say that because they have dealt with a lot of injuries this year to Altidore, to Akinola after the tournament, to Justin Morrow, to I mean their back line. They 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 they've started I think seven or eight different defenders or something crazy like that that I saw when I when I was looking at them a little mm-hmm. while back. They they've had a couple of different you know s- schemes that they've had to do due to injury now they're basically 100% and if they can make that stretch I definitely see this being the toughest uh, game for me I think it'll be Orlando just cuz it's rivalry but yeah this is this is definitely up there this is definitely at least tied for first or number 2 tough games um
0: and also you have to take into consideration this is going to be played this is an away game for an Miami so we're gonna bring our our players, you know, tons of them from South America, and they've been you know acclimated to this this lovely South Florida heat. Now you're going up to Toronto in November.
1: Or um, actually, I mean, I don't know if you saw this. Canada is not allowing MLS games to be played there if they're not Canadian teams. So, oh, that is correct. That is correct. I think I it's not Toronto, but it's gonna be like. Jersey or something. I think it was some some it's, city. Uh, yeah, I know. East Hartford, Connecticut. E- there you go. So so
0: we're talking probably five degrees warmer, but still <laughs> in November time, Connecticut is, uh, it's scenic and it's scenic because it's snowy.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be fun for some of these guys who have never had to deal with something like that. It'll be tough.
0: That's going to be, that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, that that, that that would not surprise me if, uh, you know, there, there's some disastrous situation that happens up there in in that cold weather, but let's hope for the best. And then someone did grace us with, I'm not going to say a gift because nothing's a gift and we can't take anything for granted. But if we are in a situation where we're coming down to the last game of our season to get a win, to get into that last playoff spot, there are fewer teams I would put ahead of Cincinnati uh, as who we we would want to play. Um, This is a team who, uh, you know, kind of a, they're, they're viewed as a prototype for how not to do an expansion team. I'd say nowadays, um, no one really super noteworthy, um, as far as goal counts goes, but you know, they are a team, uh, we've seen them beat, you know, much better teams in the past, but you know, they, they've also had seven losses, uh, four draws. So they only have three wins, same amount of wins as we do. Of course, these statistics are, you know, current today, standings and statistics but um i don't i honestly don't see much changing for cincinnati so i think that this is a game we walk away finish our our regular season with a win and hopefully uh you know we're we're rolling into the playoffs coming off a win
1: if that becomes like mls decision day for us in order to get a playoff spot you're right that is the team that you want to play i mean maybe you can debate you want to play atlanta there but this is it was definitely a. I wouldn't like you said it wouldn't say a gift, but basically a gift. Um, last game of the season, everything on the line. If you need to make a playoff spot, th- this is the team you want to play. Um, I don't know where the game's going to be. Is it a home game?
0: Uh since Let me see. Not I would true. imagine since it's the uh, since it's the following game after being away, but you never know how they score, schedule this stuff. This is going to be you no know, at home. So enter Miami
1: Stadium. Even even better.
0: Yep. That'll be a uh, nice and, you know, don't want to jinx anything again, knock on wood. There might be low capacity fans at that stadium by then.
1: Yeah. You that's... Know, hopefully
0: we can get something sorted out. Uh, if we can't watch the regular season, you know, for the whole year, just give us a, give us a parting gift on the regular season and we'll all be very excited. Uh, but that's, you know, that, that's, that's the schedule. That's, that's who we got. We got nine games coming up. What, what do you see here as far as how do you think we walk away record wise out of this 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 lineup?
1: Wow, um,
0: and obviously we want to say nine and zero, but we we're gonna. I want to be as realistic as we can as far as teams that we think we will you know get a win, a draw, or a loss on. And you know because we need to kind of be able to conceptualize where we're gonna be on the table, although it's nearly impossible in this league.
1: So I'm gonna say one thing. I will say is I don't think we lose a game at home going forward, and that includes tomorrow. Um, I don't think we lose a game at home. I think it will be a draw or three points, all home games. Um, I know that's might be tough, but that's what I'm expecting. I think the home games are going to be New York City, um, Houston, Atlanta, Orlando, and Cincinnati. I think that's doable, yeah? Uh, yeah I would agree. I would agree with and that. And then on the road, I mean... Red Bulls is going to be tough. I think Montreal, if you could snag a draw, you're happy. Uh, Dallas, mm-hmm. if you could snag a draw, you're happy. Toronto, I'm going to tell myself I expect absolutely nothing. Um, mm-hmm. I In nine games, I would like to see a 3-3-3. Three, three, and three. Okay. I, I would go a little probably – I'd like to see
0: more of like a 4-2-3. Four, four, you, kind of situation because i i think that we could i think we can get uh you know nycfc i honestly do um i think we can get houston i think we can get atlanta united montreal will be tricky but i i, I think we're, we'll be able to get cincinnati as well so i'm going to give us four on there now as far as losses i think toronto will be a loss i think there's a very high chance dallas or orlando mm-hmm. or both will be losses as well um this is going to be very very dependent on How our team plays now that we have a a designated number nine true striker, and you know, hell, we could be wrong. Maybe we go, you know, seven one and one. We don't know what full capacity Inter Miami really looks like, or fully integrated rather. Once you know Gonzalo actually gets comfortable, but just being realistic, I I think we we can get four four wins, and then you know, I I see us, you know, with 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 three or four losses, and the rest I'll chalk up to draws, but.
1: I think That's my best guess I've been wrong many to, times. I think we need to pray for Chicago and Nashville to have a terrible rest of the year looking at the standings right yeah. now. Um, yeah, we're,
0: well, one thing we know is Atlanta probably will. Yeah. So, you know, I, I assume they're going to be down with us. Uh, Cincinnati will be down with us. So yeah, Chicago, Nashville, those are gonna be the, the ones to watch and then you know maybe a team falls out of grace kind of in that, that, that middle range on the table, but, um, It'll be exciting, regardless. You know, hey, uh, let's go for it. I, I think we can get some good results here. I really do. Do uh, we hit? You got to stay positive and and keep growing as a team, man. Let's do this. I think once Gonzalo gets his first goal, gets that out of the way, he's just gonna start banging them, man. Yeah, that would be. Oh man, I can't wait. And like when you when you also, mentioned outside the box, we don't have anyone that wants to take a, take a rip from outside the box. <laughs> like just take a chance. I don't even care. Just take a chance. Everything
1: they want to do, like right in front of the keeper,
0: just with passes. I'm just like.
1: I would say that to Lewis Morgan too. Take one, man. I, you did that over yeah. in Scotland. You you like to take the long shots. You take defenders head on. Go ahead and do that. Just anything we can do, because a, a moment of magic will come. Um, and I I I genuinely think that we we can hit this number ten or number nine spot in the East, and and say that we have the same amount of playoff appearances as Orlando, which would be beautiful.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: And we just go in there. I mean, look, all we got to do is make the playoffs and then, you know,
0: in theory, we could win the MLS Cup, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would take a there, lot of
1: it, it, luck. There
0: is a universe where that that is a possibility. And, and, and uh, yeah, but it's going to take uh, quite a bit of luck. But um, anyway, man, I really appreciate you swinging by, uh, joining me for this. Uh, you know, it's fun to run through this. Um, thanks for sharing the information that you were able to gather from the press conference uh, last year. I'm sure this will not be the last time, just the first of many uh, Austin, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on as we always sign off. Uh, vamos Miami. But if you have any parting words, feel free to, uh, speak,
1: man. I really appreciate that kind words and everything. I, it was a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm really glad you guys had me on and I hope that we can, you know, continue this, you know, little bit of a partnership and, and you have a little bit of synergy here with, with my network and your podcast. We, we can have a lot of fun and collaborations going forward. Um, it, it was awesome. Thank you so much yes sir we will always be open to collaborations in the
0: future man that's what it's about it's about building a beautiful thing for this community down here uh it's going to take all of us man but uh again have a have an excellent rest of your day uh any plans for tomorrow
1: for game day any any moves you're making oh no i i think i'm i I don't think that i can you know let my emotions be out in public just yet about this (laughs) team i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty passionate so I keep it behind the scenes, um, as much as I can for now. And, uh, we'll, we'll stick with that.
0: <laughs> All right. No respect, respect. I, I, I get it. I get it. But, uh, will stay tuned, man. And, and until next time, uh, we'll see you out there, but, uh, everyone, almost Miami, baby, let's get these dubs. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that one. It was great having Austin on the show. Uh, Thank you for sharing uh, what you could about the press conference and some other details right before we kick off in tonight's game. Uh, Again, we will be back uh, shortly after the NYCFC game to jump on our regular programming, but wanted to just drop off some special content, get it out there before the game, uh, and hopefully everyone enjoyed that. But we will see you guys soon. And as always, vamos Miami!